0: Okay, So, Jesus not only knows the will, the the intentions of people, he knows their motives, their thoughts, and their goals of every person he taught. His teaching method was very clear. His method, as defined today, is aperceptive, which is uh, using old ways to explain new ways. So, for example, he'd use farming. Uh, He'd use fishing, cooking to explain the new methods of what he's going to use. Which not only makes a connection with the teacher and the student, but also makes a connection between, uh, between all, all, everybody being taught so that uh, he could get, get, get them to think a little bit more. So, but Jesus also asked questions. He also asked questions not only to uh, uh, to settle the minds. Sorry, he not only used that to settle minds, but he also used it to unsettle, because he wanted he wanted to wanted them to think about what they're choosing to do. So, in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 38. Says, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he would bring, he would try to bring peace to those by asking questions what they were doing and how they were living their life. And in another sense, he came to, ask, to answer men's questions. So, in John chapter 8 and verse 32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So Jesus came to tell the truth and set the people free that were making the truth. Those of us that are teachers today, how many of us have come and not studied any, any form of psychology or any form of pedagogy, I guess you'd say, and knows perfectly every person that he's talking to? He not only... Helped, helped those he taught. He also helped those that he uh, didn't, that were not there. Jesus also used many concrete examples to teach a great lesson of trust. He placed a child in the midst of his disciples. He vitalized his lessons. By telling them in such fashion as to make them fit the lives, needs, and interests of those he taught, his lucid statements held interest, his repetitions caused retention, his illustrations and parables helped explain. So Jesus would use parables. Why would he use parables? Yeah. So he could help them understand, like he said, using an aperceptive, Form of teaching, he would help them understand. Well, and another another thing is the old ways. How did you learn? How do you know those old ways? You you know know them through repetition. Through repetition, So to get the new ways, he's using repetition of the old ways to help him with the concreteness of the new. Jesus was also the in- incomparable teacher because of the overall purpose of his mission to the earth. He came to seek and save the lost. His mission was concerned with saving men from sin. His aim in dealing with had and has to do with eternal issues. He is concerned with having men to know God And to know and accept truth So turn with me to John chapter 8 And verse 30, 30 Nope not 32 John seventeen three. Sorry Say what? Okay John 17 and verse 3 John 17 3 And this is life eternal They that might know That might know the The only true God And Jesus Christ Whom thou hast sent So So Jesus Again being A God with us Was sent Not only To Uh bring peace to earth, but also to put a sword between uh, fathers against sons, mothers against daughters, <laughs> and through through families.
1: Why
0: do you think he did that? Why do I think he did that? So he could see those who truly wanted to follow him.
1: show those people is that meaning the Jews that were, you know, he
2: comes with this teaching, what's going to happen is that new teaching is that divide families in the, uh, he didn't want that to
1: divide Christians, but he, he knew it was going to divide Jewish people. The Jews, in other words, if you were a Jewish person, the majority of them didn't, didn't accept Christ. So the sword, the word, to divide families. Right? And that's what you're trying to tell. But to us people, he doesn't want that division because got, we're not Jews, we're Christians. And yet it still happens today. You, know, you can see that in the religious world.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, we as Christians not only need to know that we are set on Christ, we also need to know why we're set on Christ. So... Jesus, Jesus came to make sure that those who wanted to follow him would follow him. Man's sins had separated him from God, and it was Jesus' great aim to show that he, Jesus, was the one mediator between man and God to make clear that he was the only one who could show man the way and himself provide that way. So go to John chapter 14 and verse 6. Someone go ahead and read that. Jesus said I, can't, I, can't.
3: I have the way, the truth, and the life. No bad cometh, but just bother with my meat.
0: Okay. So Jesus not only was a mediator between. uh holiness and unholiness he was also the mediator to bring those away from away from god to god yeah and the only way to get through him is to be baptized to hear believe and convince. be baptized so whenever you're baptized you're buried with christ right you're resurrected. Resurrected into Christ, and then you live a new life. Jesus was also the incomparable teacher because he practiced perfectly what he taught. He was tempted in all in all points, like as we yet without sin. Go to Hebrews 4.15. Hebrews chapter four and verse fifteen. Someone go ahead and read that.
4: For we have not a high creed which cannot be
2: touched with our permanence. But was in all points tempted, like as we don't see the
0: same So how is how is Jesus tempted? Exactly. So, I can think of one one uh, part in the Bible where Jesus was tempted, and who was he tempted by? Satan. Satan. And how how did Satan tempt him? Try to tempt him. Yeah. yeah and what Satan did not get was that Jesus is perfect, and he was trying to get Jesus to succumb to him, but he could not so Jesus not only taught that the will of God should be obeyed he himself obeyed that law without ever falling failing even once even his enemies could not fault cannot find fault no fault in him so if you go to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 20. So I'm going to go ahead and read that whenever you're ready. Okay. So whenever that verse is saying and I'm reading out of the King James it says so for what glory is it if we when being buffeted for your faults you shall take it patiently but if when you do well and suffer for it you take it patiently this is acceptable to God. So what is this verse essentially saying? de exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and he prayed to God, and get in the garden of Gethsemane that it not be my, it's not mine but yours. So, he was letting letting God know that it's not. If he he doesn't, he wants God to make the choice. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and just like Stephen, the first martyr, he what he said, the crowd didn't agree with, so they took him out of the city and stoned him. So, all right, go ahead. yeah and that's a that's a lesson to obedience for all of us we all have a problem we all have problems in life obeying God and so so turn with me to luke 23 so i I mentioned this earlier that no enemy could find fault in Jesus so in luke 23 four this is uh, Jesus before Pontius Pilate We'll start in uh, verse 1. It says, The whole mul- multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ the King. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the King of the Jews? And he answered saying him, saying, Thou sayest it. And then Pilate to the chief priests and to the people said, I find no fault in this man. So no matter how hard they tried to get Jesus, you know, you know, guilty of something, they cannot find. Not even Pilate can find anything guilty for Jesus. The great mission of Jesus to earth was to become mediator between God and man. In order to do this, he had to be tempted in all, point, in all points like we, yet never sinned. The only way to account for the marvelous fact is to recognize him as being the Son of God. And Carr said this earlier that he is he is uh, regarded as divine, which is undoubtedly true that he is divine. Nope, I don't believe so either. Okay, so Jesus was incomparable, was the incomparable teacher because of his attitude toward truth. He taught the truth and only truth in it, and the meanings of gaining freedom. He never compromised truth. He knew that it was no act of friendship for a teacher to compromise truth in order to avoid hurting the feelings of his auditors. While he was never abusive or unkind, he did set forth truth in plain, simple terms, so as to make clear that if the shoe fit a person, then he certainly could wear it. So if you go to John chapter 8 and verse 32... It says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth truth shall make you free. So, I forget in somewhere, but it says, uh, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And Jesus is often known as the truth. Correct? So, Jesus came to earth. Not only he was the truth, but we shall be saved through him. So, also in John chapter 1, verse 1. It says uh, in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him not was not anything by him that was made. So Jesus Jesus was the word in the beginning and then he comes to earth And he brings the truth. He brings the word. So we are saved. We are saved through Jesus or the word. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was talking with Matt a couple of days ago, and as he brought to my attention, uh, Bert Thompson, Thompson he started Project Press, correct? And uh, he he tried to start something great, something something good, but he was found, you know, with a little sin. So we may try to start something good, but we we can never do be as great as Jesus was. So Exactly.
1: You think about David, Look at the
0: Yeah. right. Yeah. So and when Jesus told the rich young man that he must give up his worldly possessions in order to be exe- acceptable to God, he was sorry for the man, but he knew he would not he would not help him by compromising truth. So go to Matthew 19. So, in verses 16 to uh, 30, no, to 26, uh, it's about a rich young ruler, and he's been told to put, to leave his worldly possessions behind, but he, he doesn't. He has decided that the world is more important than following God, so... We all know how this ends up. So, in verses uh, 24 and following, it says, And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So what what does that mean to you guys? Yes, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, well, whenever I look at 26, it says with men, this is impossible. Through VBS, we went to creation, and if you if you think the human the human has so many cells in them, and you think men think that it's impossible for this all natural, this supernatural per, a being can create us, they think a bang made it. So men men think it's impossible. But with God, that's what I think of. With God, everything is possible.
1: decir
4: Under the Mosaic law, and Christ narrowed it down to, to one thing repent and be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and buried in the water like he was buried in the ground. And look how simple it is, and look how simple He made it. And look how complicated it was. There was no way they could keep on hundreds of sacrifices they had to make to, to keep the Mosaic law. But they still were so motivated they didn't want to change.
0: Yeah, back in the Old Testament law, they had to find in their livestock uh, an animal without blemish. Go ahead, Matt.
5: Ourself, if we just say, oh, I, I don't do these things, I don't do that, and I don't do bad stuff, well, you know, we could, we could say that, but we've just described a rock also. A rock does not do all those things. So just because a rock doesn't do those things doesn't give it eternal life, you know, that's just, hey, we, we're going to get, we're comparing ourselves to an inanimate object, you know. So what we need to do is we need to be in service to God. I don't know uh, what this rich young ruler was like. All we know is from right here. But, you know, one thing is for certain he didn't mention anything about serving God. He just mentioned he hadn't done these things.
0: But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, it's hard to keep content sometimes.
6: He says, uh, uh, if you want to be perfect, this is what you do. Now, Jesus knew the heart of the man. He knew knew what his weaknesses was. He knew knew, uh, that he depended upon his, and trusted upon his riches. And it's like a lot of people in this world to do. Today, do. And it's even for us that don't hardly have that much money, we still think at times, how am I going to be able to do this? We forget that God's there to help us. And so... He said, if you want to be perfect, give all these things up and come and follow me. In other words, sacrifice. And so when he heard this, he was sorry. Uh, but, you know, how, how am I going to live without my riches? Well, we can't understand how we can do some things. It seems impossible for us to do that. But with God, all things are possible. But God is going to provide that way for us to be faithful in giving us all things that we need to obtain life going to be there for us, even when it seems impossible for
2: us to do so.
0: Yeah, and like you said, he was sorry. But in my brain, it's been ingrained since I was little. Whenever you're sorry, you change You change what you're doing. You change how you approach it, and you change, you know, how you're living. And if he goes back to the way he was living, he, you know, we don't know this for sure, but he wasn't truly sorry. He was more self-concerned. He was sorrowful. Yeah leave Yeah
4: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, thank you guys for your